Hello, and welcome back to the No More Trauma podcast. My name is Tanya, trauma survivor, certified trauma-informed yoga teacher, coach, and wellness facilitator. My mission is to provide healing, mental health tips, and inspiration for living a trauma-free lifestyle. You can find this podcast on Apple, SoundCloud, and on YouTube. Welcome back. Um, I'm excited to have you here. Um, if you're a returning listener, and if you're new, welcome. So in today's episode, I ask, uh, excuse me, I invite, <laughs> I invite you to uh, take a moment and um, tune in whenever you feel grounded uh, or to, you know, just be mindful of your space and at any moment, you know, any words that may feel uh, a little tender um, or activating or stimulating, feel free to, uh, you know, pause or step away or reground and come back. Uh, I also ask that or invite you to have a sip of water as you're tuning in. So just being mindful and caring for yourself as you're listening. Today's topic is the impact of gun violence and trauma. From churches, schools, night nightclubs, and grocery stores, the unthinkable has happened. Gun violence has struck the innocent souls of our nation and left survivors consumed with grief, fear, and even post-traumatic stress disorder. Gun violence and mass shootings have become an annual trend, a hashtag, and a ritual of questionable debate of gun regulation, silence, and profit of the U.S. political system. The popularity of gun violence can have chronic toll on the collective community, the mental and physical health, and just leaving us in deep terror. So what is gun violence? You know, I think it's a shame that, you know, you can almost ask someone younger than the age of five, and they would automatically be able to tell you what that looks like. It's unfortunate. So gun violence is the use of a firearm, a rifle, shotgun, machine guns, and pistol resulting in homicide, suicide, and severe injury. We'll look at the uh, impact on the community, the physical health and the mental health. Uh, and I'll briefly cover statistics and what opportunities um, presented that can allow healing after gun violence. So if we're looking at the community and society, uh, what happens with gun violence, it reduces property value, credit, and community population. Individuals are forced to relocate and the drive of communities and home ownership actually reduces as well. When we look at the collective of mental health and what that does is gun violence can create a mental health can create mental health challenges with uh, sleep disturbances, the inability to focus, low self-esteem, anxiety, depression, 
in isolation, not wanting to leave our home. A very um, uh, vivid picture for me is uh, the year of 2020 and 2021. The nation was in outrage. And other symptoms like chronic PTSD. I also want to take a just just a gentle reminder that uh, we look at the stigma when someone is um, convicted, and so we look at how were you know how you know excuse me how was someone tried, and you know if the circumstances tend to go to trial, right? And so there's a stigma that individuals of mental health are violent. So suffering from a mental, a mental illness is violence. They are to create harm. And so <laughs> I, you know, I'm just really thinking about these, you know, the mass shootings and the verdict. And it's always to look at the mental health condition. Well, studies have shown that individuals with mental health challenges are less likely to contribute to violence, especially gun violence. And it's actually quite lower at about 4%. So when we look at the physical health, gun violence can create more physical harm domestic and emotional abuse, sexual assault, suicide, self-harm, and increase of gun violence. So once that action has already taken place, the community begins to see this as an act of, uh, of approval to continue with the same action, right? That the idea of seeking revenge and isolating life. And so gun violence can also play a role in eating disorders, obesity, which can also cause other health conditions uh, or challenges like heart disease, cancer, and IBS. And before I continue with statistics, I ask that, or I invite you to, again, just bring your awareness to the body Maybe take a breath. Just becoming aware of your surroundings. And I'll continue with the statistics. So when we look at a mass shooting, and I reviewed this article from the BBC, and so when we're looking at a mass shooting, there is no actual definition what classifies as a mass shooting. However, uh, the BBC states that uh, if about four individuals were harmed, injured, or perceived announced deceased in a mass shooting, in a shooting, it is considered a mass shooting. Well, I'm here to say if any, if only one person, that to me is considered a mass shooting. Okay, so 
According to the BBC, in the year of two, uh, 2020, 690 individuals, or excuse me, 690 mass shootings took place in the year of 2020, whereas here we are in 2023, and we're just on a quarter way through, and we're all already at 146. The worst mass shooting took place in the year of 2017 in Las Vegas, Nevada. In 2016, Orlando, Florida at the Pulse nightclub. The U.S. reported that about 79% of gun-related homicides compared to the U.K. 4% and Canada's 37%. I admit, as I was working on just my research here and creating this episode, it took a lot out of me. It was hard to digest these numbers and to really look at our community and the, just the collective nation of the US, right? But I'll continue. <laughs> Because as I'm reading this, there's someone marching and advocating for life. And so how do we heal as a person, as a community, as a country, as a nation? How do we heal? Because to be quite honest, I've been numb for a very long time. So the recovery looks like the 988 crisis line, okay? It looks like um, group or personal virtual or in-person sessions with the therapist or psychotherapist, breathwork exercises, my goodness. <laughs> I do, uh, again, thank you for your grace and patience with the sounds around me. I think that was a train in my tablet going on. Anywho, back to the episode. EFT exercises. Okay, so that's emotional freedom tapping therapy. Bringing awareness back into the body, the sensations and the emotions connected to them and being able to reframe any technique, reframe any, uh, excuse me, dialogue or story. And keeping minimal clutter in a healthy diet. It's important that uh, we do not create a barrier of safety and that barrier in turns looks like, you know, it can be, you know, piles of magazines, piles of clothing uh, or objects in order to keep one safe, what's really happening is that clutter begins to cause more fear and anxiety and isolation in order to protect oneself, but it's actually doing more harm than good. Uh, the other thing is you want to look at the diet, okay? Make sure that we're not engaging into heavily processed foods, that can later cause 
heart disease, inflammation, joint pain, or any other uh, health challenges. So we may want to start creating a safe and supportive group of family members or friends that we can trust, that we can call on anytime we may feel stimulated or activated, and making sure that they are also creating a safe environment. They're not stimulating or activating uh, memories or other um, harmful experiences and just making sure that um, they're also mindful of any boundaries that you may have to continue to feel safe. Pet therapy. Pet therapy is also uh, a great uh, tool <laughs> uh, or bond relationship uh, with a cat or uh, dog or reptile friend, bird, <laughs> turtle, um, just kind of naming some of those um, animals that you can keep around that may also keep the mood elevated and can also help with dialogue, right? If there's challenges with um, maybe recalling an experience, then uh, speaking or being able to talk out uh, experience or memories that can also uh, support. And reducing stimulating content. So that can be social media, uh, uh, film, uh, magazines, digital content that can also um, re-stimulate or activate uh, a harmful memory. Being mindful of what that usage looks like first thing in the morning and before bed, especially before bed, because making sure that we're not um, uh, lingering into any self-harming thoughts, desires, or, dis uh, or dissociation before bed. Or anything that may um, cause nightmares or sleep disturbances. And then lastly, we have journaling. So journaling can also help with Recalling an experience if needed in therapy it can also help articulate any suppressed emotions. It can also support visualization to a healthier lifestyle or safer lifestyle. Uh, and really cultivating that, holding on to that, um, and creating that. Processing any thoughts 
that may have been um, challenging to to uh, express. And so before I close, I'd like to introduce, and again, I do apologize if there's any um, <laughs> sounds that may interrupt anything that I'm saying here, um, but bringing your awareness back, we look at some quotes. And so the first quote uh, by Malala, says, why, giving, why is giving guns so easily, so easy? but giving books is so hard. And I'll repeat that again. It says, why is giving guns so easy, but giving books is so hard. In the final quote by Nelson Mandela, it says, the strife among ourselves wastes our energy and destroys our unity. My message to those of you involved in the battle of brother against brother is this. Take your guns, take your knives, and throw them into the sea. I thank you so much if you're still tuned in and listening with me. I know this topic can be extremely heavy. It's been heavy for myself to actually uh, come on and speak about this topic and get prepared to articulate it. However, it is something that, you know, it's unfortunate and that we're facing in the world today. With gun violence on the rise, it has left our communities with deep fear, grief, outrage, and feelings of helplessness. Gun violence can have a poor effect on our community, uh, mental and physical health. This type of violence can lead to more violence and can disturb the nation. It's also important that we do our best to educate and advocate for ourselves and for the safety of human rights. Something that we shouldn't even have to fight for, which is, I, I don't even wanna go on to a rant, but I think you understand. Let's continue to protect ourselves, our loved ones, and even strangers. We belong here. We do not have the right to take life from another being. That's not what we come to this world for. That's not our mission. So it's not what we're here to do. So again, I ask that you continue to educate your loved ones, yourself, your strangers, the political system. <laughs> oh my gosh. Remember to live abundantly, love your authenticity, and radiate organic happiness. But most importantly, live a life of no more trauma. Namaste. <laughs> if you like this episode, I ask you to like it, to feel free to um, share anything that you wish to share, to share this episode with someone, with someone else that can benefit from it. Before we go, I just like to make an announcement that I have opened up uh, clinical therapy sessions, virtual or in person, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays from nine, uh, excuse me, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. noon. 
If you're uncertain if yoga therapy or clinical yoga therapy is for you, feel free to schedule and book an appointment for a free consultation. Feel free to visit me on the social platform as well as the website. You'll find that information below. See you back soon. Bye.